my legs are tired. Bring me coffee. You guys, this is just one of the many shirts that I love from Sarah Marie Design Studio. They have running inspired gear, gifts, coffee mug, jewelry, you name it, they've got it. It's awesome. And if you use Run Lift Mom at checkout, you will save 10%. Go to SarahMarieDesignStudio.com and enter in Run Lift Mom at checkout for 10% off. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Dear listener, I have to admit to you that I invited today's guest, Kobe Nathanson, on to talk about running and overtraining and just really stay squarely in overtraining because she is a faster way to weight loss coach with over a decade of experience in fitness and running personally. Here's what happened. We started talking about that story, but then she started opening up and sharing about her personal story of worthiness, how she at a larger weight did not feel worthy of health and love and being in her own skin. And you guys, it's a powerful conversation. So guess what? That's what this show is about. The beginning, you're going to hear her talk about overtraining and what happened to her body and how she got past that. But don't miss the second half of the episode because that's when it gets deep. And I want to thank Kobe for opening up to me. You guys are going to love this episode. It's raw and it's real. So without further ado, here's Kobe Nathanson of A Nourished Mom. All right. Welcome Kobe Nathanson from A Nourished Mom to the Run Lift Mom podcast. How are you doing today? Susie, I am, so first of all, let me say, I am so honored to be here uh, because I love you and I am also doing exceptionally well. Thank you. How are you doing? I am jazzed to speak with you. So for the listener out there, you guys over on Instagram, I don't know, a week or so ago, we were talking about racing and overtraining and chronic overuse. Like we were in that neighborhood of conversation and Kobe reached out and shared a personal story that you guys is so fantastic. I was like, you got to come on the podcast and tell this story. So um, Kobe, do you mind taking us back in time a little bit and starting with said story? Obviously I've spoiled it for you. It's overtraining is what we're talking about today, but do you mind telling us a little bit? No, no, not at all. Uh, and, and I love that you teed it up with Kobe shared this great story because in about five minutes, we'll see that eh, maybe it wasn't such a great story. Um, so actually about 11 or 12 years ago, um, I signed up to do, uh, to run a marathon and I will say I signed up never having done a marathon before at all. I was not a long distance runner. Really, my only cardio at that point was, you know, the mindless hour on the elliptical that I had done. Um, and I did it through one of those organizations where they uh, they incorporate coaching as part of it, some, some training. And um, I was going along and I, oh man, I remember that I was out for an 18 mile run. And so it was a fairly long run. And to kind of come back to some of the things that Susie has mentioned on, uh, on her Instagram stuff, it was over, um, various trails, I guess, or like various roads. So part of it was asphalt, concrete trail. So it was all kind of varied. And once I got to about the 11th mile, 
I started to feel a twinge in my hip, my hip flexor area. And I knew enough to know that, okay, that area can kind of get a little twingy. It's not super comfortable. Let me stretch it out. And I was stretching it out and stretching it out, talking to the coaches along the way. I just saying, man, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not feeling great. And I said, okay, well then why don't you slow down your pace, take more breaks, uh, do, do all these other things. Okay, fine. And kept doing that, kept doing that. And it just would not release at all. Um, so at some point I said, Hey guys, you know what? And actually this was the 11th mile. Hey guys, I can't do this. Like something, something is wrong. Something is not right in the state of Denmark. If you're a a theater nerd, like I am. And I just, I had to, I had to pull out, um, and I had to stop for the day. Um, because I was not yet back at the start point. I had somebody drive me back to my car again, did a few more stretches, but then got into my car, sat down and I called my fiance at the time. He's now my husband and was just crying because it just hurt so much. And I was personally so frustrated. Um, and I will get into why it was so frustrating in a second. Um, got back home, said, you, you have to come get me. I cannot, I I cannot make it. And so he literally came out to my car, picked me up and carried me back into our apartment where I just went on the couch, took some ibuprofen and hoped to sleep it off. Um, I will rip through the rest of this stuff very quickly. Uh, But what ended up needing to happen is I needed an MRI because it just would not release and I couldn't figure it out. And what we found had happened is I had actually gotten a stress fracture in my pelvis from overtraining. And my orthopedist said, you know what, this is actually, it's very common for women um, because of the stress and kind of the overtraining of it, that seeing it was not, was not uncommon for him. Um, the good news is, is that from there, I was able to make a full recovery um, and did not have to go through surgery. I don't have pins. I just had to stay off of it for six weeks, which that was fun too. Uh, but no, that, that was it. It's, um, you know, I did what I thought I was supposed to do and ended up with a busted hip (laughs) for lack of a better word. I mean, it's wild. So let's, let's back it up here. So, you know, you're at mile 11 and you're like, Ooh, something's not right. I don't know about this. Let's be very clear that a lot of the times when you're in these marathon training, the coaches for these organizations, you guys, these aren't like physical therapists or anything. They probably went through a RCAA certification. Um, and I don't want to discount folks that hold that certification, but it's, you know, you pay a thousand bucks, go a weekend and call it a day. Um, it, (laughs) Should you have stopped right there? Like, yeah, probably. But this guy, he didn't necessarily know that you were working with an overuse injury at that point, right? The easy answer is, oh, we'll just keep going, adjust your pace. That, that's what we hear a lot of times, whether it's in-person guidance or some of us, right, we'll ask Dr. Google or go over to Instagram and, and that's what we'll do. That, the easy thing is, oh, we'll pull back a little bit, but you're still going. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And I think the other thing is, at least what I knew of my body at that time, that's how I knew to communicate what the issue was, right? And that's where, you know, again, I exactly like you said, they gave the best information that they could. I needed specialized information and I needed specialized diagnostics to tell me exactly what had happened. 
Now, can I get you to open up a little bit about the frustration? You spoke to feeling frustrated. Oh, uh, well, Susie Goodwin, I am a chronic oversharer. So yes, absolutely. I can <laughs> and will. Um, and so, so I would say this, um, I am without a doubt, um, a type A Pinterest perfect kind of mom. That's my thing. And if there is something that you have told me to do, doggone it, I'm going to do it. What is it that, uh, oh, that thing that we say that it's like, if you want something done, ask the busiest woman you know, or the busy, busiest mother you know, typically me. I will find a way to make it happen. I have and, not heard that, but can I get you to say that one more time? Because I have a feeling that the listener might be raising her hand right now as well. Absolutely. If you want something done, ask the busiest woman or the busiest mother you know, right? Because in some way, shape, or form, they will figure out how to fit your request into their day. And uh, spoiler on that one, it's because they value that request more than their own time. So it was very much this type A Pinterest perfect, this is what I needed to do. This is what I needed to accomplish. I was going to do it. And I was going to push through no matter what, even if it meant, you know, ultimately getting a stress fracture. Like I, I did not care. And I just was going to, at least up until that point, ignore what my body was telling me and say, I can do more. I can push more and push through it. This is clearly a cautionary tale here. Um, and I mean, we batted it up for that from the beginning. But Kobe, what would you tell someone who maybe is in a similar position as you 11 years ago? And it's like, hey, hold on, I got to do this thing. Like my, my, my ego says I have to keep going. What would you tell that person? So, so the big thing, and, and I think this is, this is probably the hardest part of it, is you have to let go of the societal mindset that you have to deprive or punish yourself to achieve great things, right? Um, and, and this is getting, I think, a little bit more philosophical than maybe we intend to, but I, I personally feel as though women and working moms in particular, we are struck with, um, we are more valuable the less space we take up. And our worth, the, the measure of our worth is in our measurements, right? And the smaller we are, the better we are. And so that was absolutely part of what was driving me, right? Was that at the time I was running because I knew running was a good form of cardio. It was going to burn calories and therefore I was going to get skinny. Ooh, Kobe, I mean, look, I'm, you know, I'm going to take quotes um, from what you just said <laughs> for this episode, but you're right. I, I want to just, I want to let that sink in <laughs> that as a society, we believe if we are smaller, if we are skinnier, we are better or we are prettier. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's, I, it's like, I am personally pausing because it is so hard, right? It's so hard for us to say that's not true anymore because it is coming from us at all angles, even from when we are wee tiny and we can see what our girls go through in school until, you know, me being almost 40 at this point, that message is still there. And so I lead with that because it is the hardest. It really is the hardest to get out of the mindset and break the norm that the, that it, it's, it's an inverse relationship that the more you have more worth, the smaller you are. You know, I want to pause to, I like, 
I know if a woman is at the larger end of the size scale, I hope she's hearing you and I hope you're giving her some permission to really believe that your, your worth is not determined, your size does not determine your worth. But I also want to speak to other women that maybe look more like me or, or you, Kobe, they're going to see your picture, right? Um, on the marketing I'll do for this show and they'll see that you're a petite woman. This is, this point is even, it's more challenging for us, right? If we love activity and we've always been on the small side, ladies, I want to challenge you. Do you believe that too? Because probably the answer is yes. Well, and, and so one of the things that I will, I will actually correct you on, I have, I have not always been small. Um, the largest that I can remember is uh, hanging out in like the 220 pound range. The, the last size number I remember wearing is a size 22. <laughs> Hobie, I have never been so happy to be so completely wrong on this show. Tell me a little bit about that journey and getting to maybe where you are now. Um, so really it was coming, I guess I, I love circling back <laughs> on these things. Um, it really came back to where is my worth? Where is my confidence? And at the time, and this is, this is so weird, again, going back to the inversion, I felt the bigger I was, the more invisible I could become because nobody else was going to pay attention to me. And I could as best I could hide in myself. And there, there was a lot of self to hide in. Um, but it was easier for me to just be like, well, if I'm the big girl, if I'm the big friend, then um, nobody will pay attention. And I can sneak by and I can just do my stuff and be done and go home and just not worry about it. So it was, it was very easy for me to um, check out and to value other people's requests ahead of my own, because I did not have that self-value. I did not have that self-worth. And I felt like I have no measurement because my measurements were so big. Um, and I would say now, I, I refuse to think of myself as skinny. That's, that's just not it. I am, at this point, yes, I am physically smaller. I am more confident my true personality is coming out. Man, I, I take up my space. I have, a, I have a big personality and my time is valuable that I have absolutely no problems coming to the table and saying, nope, you're crossing a boundary. And me pushing back on that, that's not about me. That's about them, right? That my space, my time, this is sacred and it has value and it has worth. And I'm not going to let you cross over that line to invade that without my permission. Real talk. I know I was asking you about affirmations for overtraining, but we are waxing poetic over here. And I want everyone to hear, I mean, that, that mindset stuff is so important, whether we are training for a race and at risk for overuse or not. If you are female and you have a body, check, check. This is great advice for you. Absolutely. And, and I will say, this is hard-earned advice. Like, if, if you had told me this stuff when I was 18, I was not going to believe it. Not at all. I had to go through it. What is it? Somebody, one of my coaches says, the only way to get through it is to do it. So I had to go through it to get on the other side. And that is why I am so passionate about talking to 
working women, working moms about you have worth, you have value. Don't deprive or punish yourself because you think somebody else wants you to, right? And um, like when I take on new clients, that's the first thing we talk about. It's, look, I'm not going to talk about talk to you about your measurements or how much weight you lose or what the scale looks like. I, I don't care about that. We are going to spend the first two to six weeks just on this mindset stuff because once we get that, and, and as part of it, it's just having the permission to believe it, then they can go on and do great things. Yes. Oh, now, friend, I'm going to put all of your stuff into the show notes. So, listener, you can just click details or swipe up. But listeners of this show will know that I spent almost a decade in corporate wellness. I worked for, it was like a third party with insurance providers, and it was on weight management. And you guys, this is the difference between working with a person on weight management and working through your insurance company. Because Kobe, let me tell you, no matter how I did the intake, whether it was in person or over the phone, I always had to get the biometrics first. In fact, I got a slap on the wrist if I didn't get the weight at every single call. And what I hear you saying is you do mindset first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and I won't discount that for some of it, having those numbers can help. So by way of example, some of my clients are super into accounting and the numbers work for them. But we get to that after we've gone through the mindset stuff and I've been able to identify, okay, this is what's going to help you. It's not going to hurt or hinder what you need to do, right? It is, it is not a one size fits all, right? We're not, you know, those buttery soft leggings that (laughs) work for all of us, right? That it's, we have to look at it holistically um, and see what's, what's going to work and what is going to get me again to believe that I have worth, I have value, my thoughts, my feelings, how all of I am that that is worth something. And honestly, that I have to listen to it because again, it has value. Oh, love so much. Okay. So let's get back in our time machine. Let's go 11 years. Okay. And knowing what you do now about your worth and about the value of the, that strong mindset, what would you tell yourself 10 years ago? Like what are maybe some mantras she could give herself or what piece of advice would you tell her to repeat self-talk style? I would say really one of the first things is the measure of your worth is not your measurements and would repeat that at least five times a day. The measure of your worth is not your measurements. Um, And then the other thing is it's not necessarily what I would say it would be take a second, pause, and listen to what your body is telling you. I think through the deprivation, through the punishment, and, and in saying that, I think we all kind of know instinctively what that is, right? Because we've gone through it. But once I can get past that clutter, what is my body telling me, right? That our, our bodies are exceptionally primitive and primal. And when there's a reaction, there's kind of a reason for that. And we just need to be able to stop and listen to it outside of all of the noise. And if something feels wrong, then don't do it, right? Then you don't need to be that hero. The hero is actually stopping and honoring what your body is telling you. 
I love this so much. And I know there are a lot of runners listening that will value this. I want to make mention that when Kobe says measurements, that could be anything. We've talked about it in a weight context, but runners, this could also be your paces or your PR times. So I love that your message is to be intuitive about that movement. Oh, 100%. And and I love talking about the pace because I know you've mentioned it on your Instagram that no matter your pace, you are still a runner, right? That you run at what, a, a six minute and change run. I think I saw on something you were like six minutes and 21 seconds, which tells oh, you- friend, I have fan. to be going a very short distance to, to do that pace. But I mean, <laughs> we can let folks think I'm that fast for long distances. <laughs> Uh, but that'll also tell you how much of a fangirl I am. Um, but on, on a good day, my pace is 12 minutes. And again, it took getting to the other side of it to go, you know what? I am, I am okay with a 12 minute mile. That's pretty good. I don't have to beat myself up to be a sub 10 mile because I know if I do a sub 10 mile, I'm, I'm going to end up completely useless. And, and by useless, I mean, I'll be nursing an injury. I'll be laid up. Um, I won't be able to get up and play with my kids. I'll, I'll just be, you know, a blob on the couch. Again, not that there's a bad thing about it, but it, it's not what I want to do with my day. I want to be able to get up and move around and be active and do um, hide and seek with my kids or spontaneously dance with my husband in the kitchen. And if I push on that, then the other stuff becomes non-existent. Thank you so much, Kobe, for coming on the show. You guys have to check her out at A Nourished Mom. And thanks so much for having me, Susie. I have really appreciated this. Thank you so much, Kobe, for coming on the show and for opening up. You guys, I hope you heard her when she said once she got everything right and prioritized and set in the space in between her ears, that's right when her mindset became healthy. That's when her body became healthy. Kobe has taken this passion and actually turned it into a professional passion project space. She is a faster way to weight loss coach. And if you are listening to this episode at the time that it airs, you can hang with her. You can work with her. I want you to find her on Instagram at a nourished mom. You can also go to a nourishedmom.com. She does have a community round in that faster way to weight loss program opening up. You guys, this is a great woman to work with. She's not only got the professional experience on the exercise and nutrition side, but she's also got a heart for service. And as you heard, prioritizes mindset. I love it, Kobe. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys, either click details or swipe up. You are going to find all the info on Kobe, that next community round. Thank you so much, Kobe. Again, that's anourishedmom.com. And until I get into your earpiece again, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Alouette. I am so excited to offer a free restorative enzyme peel sample. If you want this, you'll just go to peel sample. 
Dot.com. You guys, this is the one that you put on dry skin. You rub it in a circular motion for about a minute, and you heard you're going to see dead skin, like visibly right there, tangible results after a minute. You can use this on your face. You can use it on your calloused hands from that barbell, and you can use it on your running feet. So whether you've been running, lifting, or momming, this is an awesome product. Again, I want you to go to Peel, P-E-E-L, sample.com and request your free sample. All right, so you're started on a new running plan. You've got everything planned out. You're going to be putting in some miles. You know exactly how you're going to get from point A to point B, and you're really excited about it. And then week two, week three rolls around. You're doing good. You followed your plan, but you start to get that little twinge in your knee or that little ache in your back that you've had before, and that's it, right? Now the plan. Now the plan is over. You're not going to be able to meet your goal. But you know what? Not this time. Not this time. And that's where Super Flexi from Red H Nutrition comes in. It is specifically formulated for runners who put in mile after mile and need to take special care of their bodies so they can continue to put in the miles and stay strong. It has turmeric in it, which specifically helps with anti-inflammation. It's got collagen type two, which works on keeping bone strong and cartilage strong. So you can keep doing the work and feeling good workout after workout. You gotta check out Red H Nutrition Super Flexi if you wanna stay on your feet and stay strong through your entire running program.